the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now from Studio A, he's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. From Northern California, it's Lifeline with Andy Froyland. Well, from the northern climes of Northern California, hi there and welcome, Andy Froyland. Tonight here on Lifeline, as we wrap up a week here, we do so with a, with a couple of guests, uh, one or two that we've had before, and uh, well, we've had them all before, actually, yeah. Whether they've been with us before. So familiar to the Lifeline uh, drill, as it were. And, uh, and of course, you. I trust uh, we'll, we'll keep you engaged for the next couple of hours as we work through some of our guests and hopefully some information that I think you'll find rather fascinating, interesting, informative, and helpful as well. How we are going to set the program up kind of looks somewhat like this. Uh, Jeremy Oliveira joins us. Uh, He was with us a few months ago. We're going to do a brief reminder of this Pilgrim's Progress project that he and his church have put together for homeschool use, uh, summer vacation, uh, um, uh, children's uh, vacation Bible school use, Sunday school use. Pilgrim's Progress has been one of those stories that have stood the test of time. In fact, I've, uh, we've mentioned it here before. No other book except the Bible has sold as many copies worldwide uh, since its inception than Pilgrim's Progress. And these guys have put together a video and some companion workbooks that go along with it for children. And so it's a great way to introduce a timeless classic to kids in our current culture and our current generation. So we'll talk to Jeremy here in just a few moments. Matthew West will join us as well. His book is called Hello, My Name Is, from the title of the song that uh, he created. And it's Discovering Your True Identity in Christ. Uh, It's a marvelous book, and we interviewed Matthew in the past on this book, and I wanted to bring that interview back. So it's a a pre-recorded interview for a couple of segments. Uh, The reason I I do this is because, well, we've got a new year. I know most of you are working on New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution is to never have a New Year's resolution. That way, I never fail. (laughs) But for those of you who are adventurous, uh, determined, deter- determinated, that's another word. It's a new, I've just coined a new word, Jarrell, determinated it. Those of you who are determined to do something in the new year with your life that betters it. I can't think of a, as I, as I sat here this past week thinking, all right, well, what are we going to do on this last, uh, last program of Lifeline for the year 2017. What can I bring to you that would be of benefit to you as you sought to better yourself with a New Year's resolution or two? And uh, I thought, you know what? I really enjoyed our time with Matthew West 
And I really enjoyed his book. I, I really did. Uh, we've mentioned this before. Craig and I, we get, the, we get these books. I mean, they, they come to us dozens at a time, day by day, week by week. And we sift through, peruse a few, skim a few. And every once in a while, we get one that we, we read through. And it, it grips our heart. And it's like, oh, my, I, I, I want to read through this again. Uh, this isn't just an interview that I'm going to pass a few minutes of time on Lifeline with. This is this is a book that has impact in my own life personally, which makes it all the more exciting for Craig and I when we run across one of those books to come back to you and go, man, this is this is a book. You need this book. It's a great help, a great tool. And that has been Hello, My Name Is by Matthew West, Discovering Your True Identity in Christ. You know, we, we always want to find our identity, whether it's in our work, in our family, in our hobbies, in who we are and what we do. And Matthew has this marvelous way of taking us right back to Christ and saying, look, no matter what your vocation, no matter what your family, no matter what your hobby, your identity is not wrapped up in you and who you are and what you do. Your identity is wrapped up in Christ. And when you get that, and this is what makes this book so fascinating, when you get that, when you begin to understand and realize your true identity, holy cow, it's it's like unleashing a bull out of the out of the chute and man, just try and ride me for eight seconds. You're not gonna do it. Um That's this book. So I wanted to bring this interview back. For those of you looking for some New Year's resolutions, maybe this time with Matthew West will provide you with a New Year's resolution to re-identify yourself as to who you really are. All right? So that's Matthew West here in just a few minutes, as well as Jeremy uh, Oliveira, who will join us talking about one of my favorite books of all time, Pilgrim's Progress. And I, I, I you know, though we are going to deal with Pilgrim's Progress unashamedly, I will, I will always say, while I greatly, greatly appreciate Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Christiana's Story, Volume 2, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of partial to Volume 2, uh, the sequel, as it were, for Pilgrim's Progress, simply because it's more more churchy. Pilgrim's Progress has this uh, solo run at Christianity. It's, it's uh, the solo perspective of a Christian, while Christiana's story is the perspective of the church's journey to heaven. And I'm a churchman. I... I I am deeply, unabashedly, uh, unashamedly in love with the church, with the bride of Christ. Uh, she is. Uh, I, I know who she is. Well, I mean, let me restate that. I know who she's betrothed to, and it is a. Oh man, it it defies words to describe. Uh, the delight and joy of understanding who the bride of Christ is, what Christ has done to purchase her, and then go out and find guys who are willing to stand in the gap and 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 guide her along the way. And so, uh, Christiana's story has always held a a special place in my heart. Finally, hour number two. 
we, we try and do this when and where we can this last week of the year, and uh, this year, 2017, is no different. We have Syed Awad joining us from Echo of Christ Ministries. We've had him on in the past, and uh, I count him as a dear friend. I count the ministry as one of those vital ministries that the church needs to come alongside of, encourage, and uh, help strengthen and support any way that she can. Uh, And we'll talk about that support as well. I mean, if you think about it, Echo of Christ Ministries is a four-pronged ministry, uh, all focused and centered on the Middle East, from relief efforts for the refugees, be they in Syria, Saudi Arabia, Egypt. uh, Echo of Christ Ministries is all about uh, relief efforts for these refugees. Community development. They're all about community development in these impoverished areas, uh, such as Taipei on the West Bank. And reconciliation, which is huge. In fact, that was the foundational. And we'll talk about this with Syed, but that was the foundational part of Echo of Christ Ministries. Uh, Reconciling two warring factions who have been at each other's throats for centuries. Uh, And uh, how you... How you get beyond what he's called, and we'll talk about this as well, how you get beyond uh, the issue of soil and get to the heart of souls, right? So we'll talk about that. And then, of course, public awareness, the the program that Echo of Christ has here in the U.S. And uh, so much of what he does in the Middle East, uh, he's got total freedom, uh, but it does take support from you and I and others here in the U.S., and we are always about support, whether it's financial, uh, boots on the ground, or or knees on the floor, uh, public awareness and assistance with Echo of Christ. We'll talk about all that. That's all straight ahead here tonight on Lifeline. Thank you for joining us. We'll take a quick time out, pay some bills, and make a commute check. Let's do that right now, shall we? Off to the KFAX Traffic Center. Here's that look at your commute now. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we're back. As that wonderful announcer just mentioned, my guest joining me is uh, Mr. Jeremy Oliveira. We're talking about the film that he and uh, his church have put together uh, based on Pilgrim's Progress, one of my all-time favorite books. And uh, I, I, I can't help but think, Jeremy, what was it that brought you guys together and uh, you've mentioned you've got the, the children's pastor who's a big fan of Pilgrim's Progress. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, the language, the theology, the ideas behind it, it's, it's mm-hmm. rare to come across a church who would consider this as material for vacation Bible school and kids. Um, yeah, so Rousseau, like I mentioned, is um, one that's very gifted in communicating um, solid theology to kids. And uh, Pilgrim's Progress is obviously uh, packed with so much scripture. Um, they, I think, there's a quote that said, "If you were, if you were to cut John Bunyan, he would just bleed scripture." Um, and so every that whole that whole entire book is just, uh, yeah, just very very dense theologically, which was actually challenging um, in the sense of we really had to think through what to kind of not dumb down, but what to. I guess, craft for kids in a way that's understandable. And so uh, that was kind of part of the, uh, one of the challenges of making the film is because the whole thing was in rhyme form, which I think did help quite a bit 
um, because there was more of a, you know, kind of easy. Some of the lines were uh, more memorable, you know, just because they had a cadence and a flow to them. But I think uh, the, the heart was when, when searching through VBSs for VBSs for our church uh, that are already pre-made, we, we didn't really find a lot of them that had just really solid gospel um, truths in them. A lot of them had just, I think, had dumbed it down or watered it down in a way that I think um, kind of sold the kids short. Right. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And so, and so our, yeah, our heart was just to create something that was just very gospel centered in a way that they can understand, but in a way that actually is the whole gospel and the whole counsel of God. How did you get past the, the King's language as it were? Oh, that (laughs) Rousseau is, um, I wouldn't say this to his face, but I think he's a genius um, with words. And he's a uh, he he did a lot of the, that crafting from from you know he 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 literally his library is just full of hymnals and right. and um, you know and he really he loves that stuff. But he he understands in a way that I I don't as as much. And so he he is the the literary um, I think mind. Right. To be able to to pull that out in a way, and he and understanding the theology in a way that we could, you know, really craft it for the kiddos. Wonderful. I, I, I you know, in all honesty, uh, uh, raised in Wairika, mom used to take me to the uh, Shakespearean festival there in Ashland, just south of you. Yes. And so I grew up with the King's language. So actually, the King James version, uh, Elizabethan era. Uh, that kind of language is is like a second language to me. Mm-hmm. It is oh, indeed yeah. a second language. I mean, that's that, that's why I've, I, I was asking. It, it's it's not. Uh, it, it's very unusual to find somebody who who grasps that language well enough it to be able unusual. to to transform it into what you guys have done. Now, this mm-hmm. film again is available at pilgrimsprogressfilm.com. Like you said, you can download it there, you can order it on DVD. Um mm-hmm. and you've made it available to where uh you can even uh download it and and make your own DVDs off of the download. Yeah, so yeah, our heart is definitely that it is shared and seen. We do have uh the ability to donate through the website and some of the we've we've finished the film, but there's some more things we want to do as far as possibly translating it into other languages and just uh, some goals that we've we've prayed through and set up. And so as more money comes in, uh, we'll be able to you know do more with the film. Any 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 thought of doing Pilgrim's Progress Part Two and Christiana's story? Uh, I, we have we have joked about it but i don't think any of us are would be would be willing to to do part two um when when it all kind of came about again it was just it just kind of happened how it happened and i don't know if we should recreate all that if that makes sense just right um but we initially i agreed to just uh i'm the you know the worship pastor here at the church i agreed just to score the music um and we had this other guy who was going to play christian and he ended up not being able to do it. And so I ended up playing Christian. And so I was scoring the music um, and at doing a lot of the acting. Rousseau, who who was just going to, you know, the, the kids pastor was just going to be uh, originally the narrator. Um, but then he, he ended up 
having to play the character Faithful, and then my wife, who was very instrumental in bringing the the product or the project to life with costumes production. She edited a lot of the the, the, the script to make it more. Um, she has a background in film. Um, we all just kind of wore many hats, right? And so I think we would all we'd all be open to doing something like that uh, if if the Lord provided more people, <laughs> right? If that makes sense. So um, it was just kind of a cool thing that I, I think all of us can. We can't. None of us. Not one of us can take credit for individually. It was definitely such a team effort. Um, yeah. Seems like God brought everything together at just the right moment to make all this happen. Then absolutely. Absolutely, um, yeah. One of the uh, one of the joys I, again, as I as I watched this and uh, just found myself enthralled in this. I mean, usually, like we mentioned at the beginning of our time together today, most Christian films you're about five or ten minutes and you're, okay, I'm done. Okay, bye. But you guys, this film keeps you captivated throughout the whole thing. I I am delighted that this thing is available out there. It's. Uh, very well done. It it reaches to children, and it brings to life, as you mentioned, uh, not just the gospel, but the theology behind it, the, the doctrine behind it, the meat of the gospel. Uh, to, to, it brings it all to bear on the minds of children, which, as you mentioned, is sorely lacking in most VBSs these days, and uh, mm-hmm. just delighted to be able to have this thing available. So pilgrimsprogressfilm.com, correct? Yes. That is correct. All right. Well, Jeremy Oliveira, our guest here tonight on Lifeline. And again, Pilgrim's Progress in Rhyme, the musical. (laughs) It just cracks me up, but it fits and it works. And uh, it's a film that uh, I thoroughly enjoyed. And if you're a Pilgrim's Progress fan or if you're looking for something for VBS next year, then by all means, you need Mm -hmm. to pick this up. Pilgrim'sProgressFilm.com. Jeremy, thank you for spending a few minutes with us here on Lifeline, brother. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. Time out. Check of your traffic. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center we go with another look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. Matthew West has taken the time to spend a few minutes with us. I know. Usually we do books, not music, but uh, we've got a music man who's done a book. So we get to have him on. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Matthew. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's a delight having you. I have been a fan of you for a long time. And uh, Thank you. I, I've got a. I, in fact, I want to start here because I think it kind of sets up where we want to go for the next 20 minutes or so with your book, which is called Hello, My Name Is. Oh, gee, there's a there's a bell ringer. Uh, it comes <laughs> off of your album Into the Light. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a, a, a specific approach you took to that whole album, isn't there? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, over the last several years, it's, it's been a pretty cool creative journey that I've taken. You know, typically a songwriter looks within, you know, to find inspiration. I've had this idea to actually write songs inspired by other people's stories. And I've given people an opportunity to share their story with me. I've collected thousands of true stories and personal testimonies from people all over the country. And it was the stories that I received from people that inspired the songs that I've written. Really, all the songs I've been putting on the radio over the last several years, there's a face behind that story, uh, behind that song. There's a story behind that song. And uh, it's been a pretty cool journey for me. 
I think that's why God has tended to honor your journey a bit more, uh, because you've made it about other people and not about yourself, which we're going to get into here in just a moment with your book. But that seems to be the foundation of this whole process for you, isn't it? Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that it's a bit of a turning turning the creative process upside down, but also extending. I, I kind of look at it, you know, in through the lens of maybe at one of my concerts. It's like there's usually the stage, and the lights are on the stage, and and lighting up the band and the singer. Um, but I feel like my concerts have kind of been flipped around, where the stage extends out into the crowd, or maybe the lights turn on to the crowd instead. Uh, it's as if the microphone is in front of each one of the people who come to my shows now. And, and I guess the goal for me, um, you know, I share about it a lot in the book. My own personal story was I had vocal cord surgery several years ago and did feel like God put it on my heart that he was going to give my voice back to me, but that he would use my voice to give a voice to other people. And so when I recovered from the surgery and the doctors told me that, in fact, they thought I could start singing again, I remembered that promise I felt God gave to me, and I wanted to keep my end of that promise. And and so I began to reach out, inviting people to share their story with me. And, and now it's turned into all of this, you know, writing songs inspired by people's stories, also writing books. I mean, three weeks ago I was in a hospital, a children's hospital in Philadelphia, sing, singing a song that I wrote for a little girl who was battling cancer. And you know, I got to go be with her and play that song for her and her mom just before she went to be with the Lord. So, wow. you know, I think you be, you begin your singing career because you want to be a star. You know, I'm not going right. to lie. I was I remember practicing my autograph, you know, in high school, right? <laughs> but yeah. uh, I guess through those humbling experiences like a vocal cord surgery and now seeing how God uses the powerful stories that we each have in our lives, it's it's been a humbling experience and one that's reminded me why I'm really doing what I'm doing. And of course, Into the Light, a marvelous album, lots of great music. Uh, you go several songs deep into this thing for some top tens. But the biggest one that I think everybody is really familiar with is also the name of the book that you've recently released. It's called Hello, My Name Is. Now, uh, give us the thumbnail sketch of this song and the gentleman that inspired this song and uh, how God has used this. Yeah, that song came from a guy named Jordan who shared with me uh, the very first sentence of his story. Actually, he said, hello, my name is Jordan, and I'm a drug addict. Immediately, I could picture, you know, maybe somebody standing up at a support group with a name tag on their shirt. Maybe they're holding a styrofoam cup of coffee, and uh, he's sharing his story. And that's what happens at a recovery group. The first thing that you do in sharing your story is you, you make an admission of guilt, uh, which is, which you know, imagine that. Like uh, we fill our we fill our churches every Sunday, and instead of uh, admitting our guilt, we try to pretend like we're all all right. And so I was struck by the authenticity of this young man's story, the fact that he would get right to the point. Yeah. Uh, instead of focusing on the good parts, he said, hey, my story's got some good, bad, and ugly, and here's how God's used the ugly part. Jordan used to be an All-American athlete in college, um, but he broke his ankle severely, severe injury, and his season was over. And the, doctor, the doctors prescribed a pain medication called Oxycontin. He got hooked, and he shared with me about how his life began to spiral out of control. He lost his scholarship. He got kicked out of college. At rock bottom, he wound up at a Christian recovery program, basically as his last resort. 
But what happened there, he shared with me, was that God began to do a powerful work in his life. He said he said that he realized that he wasn't. Um, this wasn't just a battle um, with drug addiction, but this was a battle for his identity. And as he recommitted his life to Christ, he began to realize how his whole life he'd been searching to find out who he was. He thought he was defined by all of the good things and the successes he had, like the big man on campus, all-American athlete. But when that was wiped away, he didn't know who he was anymore. And I think that story resonated with me for the same reasons that I just shared in my own story. You know, I had my vocal cord surgery, and guess what? I didn't know who I was anymore because I thought I was identified by my talents as a singer. Well, Jordan gave his life to Christ. He recovered from that. Um, he, he graduated from that recovery center. And uh, today he's a high school teacher and a coach, a varsity basketball coach, and a husband and a father. And the last sentence of his story is what inspired me to write that song. He said, I no longer have to hang my head in shame and identify myself as an addict. Instead, I tell people, hello, my name is Jordan, and I'm a child of the one true king. Hmm. That is an amazing journey. And of course, God's given you a, a marvelous ability to put that to music to inspire so many of us over the years. We're going to take a quick time out. And as we do, we'll leave you with a bit more of the music. Hello, my name is when we come back, we want you to sit down and listen to a bit of what Matthew has to say about how this translates into you and your life. Because you really do have a different name. You really do have a different identity. And I, I, I believe with Matthew that so many of us in America today have missed the boat. We have failed to stop and take a serious look at who we really are, quote unquote, in Christ. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we're back. It's Lifeline. Andy Froyland in with you this evening. And uh, my guest, as the song implies, Matthew West. And we're not talking just about the song. We've got a book by the same name. Hello, my name is, and it is out. It's uh, from Worthy Publishing. It's uh, Discovering Your True Identity, available wherever they put ink to paper. You can even pick it up digitally, electronically, if you go out to Amazon, any of those other places. I would, I've got to tell you, you know, Craig and I, we go through these books half a dozen a week, right? And we, we zip through them, we read through them, and a lot of them are really good. Some of them are okay. Some of them we're like, oh, really? Do we have to? But this one I have come to really appreciate. It reminds me again of who I am. And it's not about me when I think about who I am. It's about the one who made me who I am. And I think at the end of the day, Matthew, this is what you're trying to remind us of in your book, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, thanks for the kind words. You know, my mom paid me a, a really nice compliment when the book was finished. She read through it and, and she said, you know, I'm proud of you because you were honest and vulnerable and real about your own journey of finding out who you are and, and what God says about you. And, and she said, that's what's going to resonate with people. And, and so I hope to write this book um, as somebody who's working it out myself, as somebody who's who's fallen into many of the same traps that we all get, um, you know, stuck in, where the devil tries to make us believe a lie about who we are. And you know what's interesting about this book and the title of this book, the subtitle, you know, "Discover Your True Identity." It really does have a. It kind of makes you smile because it sort of has that ring of a self-help book. And you know, every year all these 
books get published in the category of self-help, and there's a huge section in any bookstore with that title, self-help. And, and I smile about it because this book couldn't be any more opposite from a self-help book. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, while all these self-help books have different theories and maybe clever phrases or approaches, the, the word self is the focus. Every book, every self-help book says you have the answer within you. You, you have the power within yourself to, to change and, and make yourself the best version of you. But this book, um, I really felt was so important from the very beginning, from the outset, was to say, hey, look, to become the best version of you, to discover who you truly are, the search does not begin by looking within. That hmm. is a misguided journey that will lead to a false identity that you own in life. But the journey to discover who you truly are begins by looking outside of yourself to your creator, the one who made you. And that's why so much of this book is um, is pointed not within for the answers, but up and out and saying, God, I believe that you made me. Now I'm going to learn more about who my God is, and then I'm going to be able to place my trust even more in what he says about me, because I know how powerful my creator is, and I know that he knows me better than anybody else. You say that uh, starting from within, you, you end up with a false identity. What does that false identity look like, and where does that false identity lead a person to that we're trying to avoid? Well, in the book, I describe it as, you know, it's almost as if on the day one of our birth, you know, the nurse slaps a name tag right on our onesie, right? And it says, hello, my name is, and then there's this blank space. And right. I think from an early age, we get fooled into thinking that it's up to us to fill in that blank space. And we become desperate to figure out what sets us apart, what makes us special, what brings, uh, what introduces us to the world in a unique way. And then what happens is we become susceptible to the rise and fall. When people are uh, praising us, we're, we're flying high and we've got a strong opinion of ourselves. But when we're struggling, when you know, as a kid, when your name's not on the sheet that you made the baseball team or you didn't, you didn't get the solo in the school play, you know, you, you rise and fall based on uh, what you think about yourself and especially what others think or say about you. And so, you know, this book is really just uh, grounded in that message that the firmest foundation for our identity is to not have to rise and fall based on other people's opinions of ourselves, but to really realize that, man, on my best day, I am deeply loved by God. And on my worst day, I am still deeply loved by God, and I'm a work in progress. So really, when we find our identity outside of ourselves, uh, 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 a selflessness, uh, we find a real stability then that takes over our lives. And instead of being tossed about with the waves of life, we find a grounding that takes over that, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think, you know, and, and I would say it's a constant struggle, you know what I mean? But it's, it's about that daily choice of going, you know what? Um, I, and and we, we have to, for me, it was about taking steps backward and, and asking God, you know, almost praying like the Psalms pray, like, God, search me and know me, and, and, and really saying, God, show me some of the identity, show me, show me some of the places where I'm, I'm putting a little too much weight on this particular identity, and, and help me to see that I'm more than the money that I make or the job title that I have. Hmm. Help me to see that I'm more than what the devil's trying to make me believe. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things that I wrote about in the book was you know, the importance of knowing who your creator is, but also the importance of knowing who your enemy is and knowing that the, the, the devil wants 
nothing more than for you and me to believe a lie about who we are. Because he knows he knows that if we can own a false identity, that false identity is going to turn around and own us. Right. You know, I, I share a lot of stories of, you know, like stories from Jennifer, who, as a kid, her parents, the ones who were supposed to say, I love you a million times over, instead she heard words like, you're worthless, you're stupid, you'll never amount to anything. And she said, you can only hear those things so many times before you just start to believe they're true. Yeah. And so, you know, I wonder how many people out there can point to some lies that have been placed on their name tag. And maybe they, they would show up at church and say, I'm okay, I'm all right, I'm doing good. But deep down, there's some wounds in the form of false identities and lies on their name tag. And, and God all the while is saying, hey, that's not who you are. That's right. not who I say you are. If you're in me, you're a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. You know, as I hear you talk, I'm reminded of Joshua, the high priest, who stands before the angel of the Lord, Satan, accusing him. Remember that? And the Lord says to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand I have plucked from the fire? You know, I can't help but think when we come to that realization that we are somebody else's, that's a that's a real game changer then, isn't it? It's a game changer, and one of the. It's, I'm glad you used that phrase. One of the chapters talked about it says game changer, game changer, and, and that's really it. I mean, when we really let it sink in that our God, the one who knows us inside and out, He is well aware of the good, the bad, and the ugly in each one of our stories, and He's not running away. He's not changing his mind about how much he loves you. In fact, he's pursuing us at every turn with the reminder of, "Hey, don't look to the don't look to anyone around you for your identity. Don't look to find your value or your worth in the eyes of another person, in the eyes of a job, in the eyes of a, a paycheck, or whatever it may be. Look to the one who made you, and let him constantly remind you." And I'm thankful for Scripture. I'm thankful for. Um, page after page, scripture after scripture, reminder after reminder that God has an opinion of us, and He is quite fond of us, right? How great is the love, First John chapter 3, verse mm. 1 says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And the next sentence says, and that is what we are, exclamation mark. In the yes. book, I share about how God, God, I feel like God showed me the power of present tense in that scripture specifically, that, that it didn't say, and that is what you were before you went and messed it all up. Yeah. Instead, God says, no, right here, right now, today, you are a child of God. Yeah. And my dog's barking, which means my, my, dog, my dog believes it, too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, so it's a done deal. I tell you what, uh, we are out of time, Matthew, and I know you've got to get going. Um, book is available wherever you can find ink on paper or electronically, Amazon.com, uh, you name it, Barnes & Noble, uh, wherever. Uh, it is called Hello, My Name Is, Discover Your True Identity. It's from Worthy Publishing, authored by Matthew West. And uh, if you're if you're sitting there thinking, okay, so how do I get my true identity? Uh, how do I figure all of this out? Well, pick up the book. Uh, I believe you will be very encouraged and have clear direction and focus as to how to start this journey of understanding your true identity in Christ and then, and then, living victoriously just like it. Matthew, thank you so much for spending time with us here on Lifeline. Hey, it's been my pleasure. John 10.10, 10, I want to leave your listeners with this. You know, Jesus said that 
He came to give us life and life to the full. And I just, I've discovered it, that way too many of us are settling for um, just a surface understanding of, of who we are. And if we want to discover what life to the fullest is before this life is over, it really does begin by taking hold of the power and the freedom, the victory and the healing that's all waiting to be found when we finally own the one identity that belongs to us, and that is a child of God. So thanks for the opportunity to encourage your listeners today, and I hope the book does more of the same. Exactly. Matthew West here on Lifeline, off to the KFAX Traffic Center now for a look at your commute. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.